was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Lil Baron. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Okay. Really, I am. It's a good day today. It is a good day. Hey, I'm, I'm going to share a truth. Okay. This is, is this a truth. Is this like two faults and two truths? It's yeah. not even that tricky. Okay, good. It's not that tricky, but there <laughs> there is a dichotomy here. Okay. So I, this, is my, this is my thought. There may be no love-hate relationship quite as conflicted as the one between us as humans and sugar. Oh yeah. I don't know. I know. I yeah. know what <laughs> on the one hand we physio physiologically cannot live without it. We actually need those carbohydrates. We need sugar. In fact, the human brain and many of our metabolic processes rely on sugar to feel some of our key cognitive and internal functions. We I should be really smart. We got to have it, right? <laughs> we have to have it. But this is the perfect example of there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I found an article on the healthy. It's called This is Your Brain on Sugar. A dietitian details how a love for sweets may worsen uh, your memory. Oh, great. <laughs> I know. Here's the, the tough part is, is that regardless of your sugar source, whether it's fruits, it's vegetables, a package of Chips Ahoy, <laughs> your favorite sweet drink, it doesn't matter. Our bodies are hardwired to crave more. Mm. So thanks to the effects of sugar on the human brain, the American Heart Association reports that most of us consume at least three times as much sugar every day as we really should. Oh, that's a lot. That is a lot. Like you think about three times of anything. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. So Ellen Albertson, who is a doctor, registered dietitian as well. She's a nutritionist. She's a psychologist. She explains that glucose often referred to as blood sugar is the brain's main energy source. Mm. So like I said, you, we've got to have it. Right. We need we need the sweet stuff. We need it. And maybe it's tempting to hear that and excuse or you know create an excuse to whip up a batch of <laughs> Ghirardelli brownies, but Albertson's she says not so fast. Your brain doesn't need regular table sugar to run properly. Uh, oh, unfortunately. Darn it. <laughs> she says healthier carbohydrate sources provide more than enough glucose and failing that your body can make glucose from the fat and the protein that you eat as well. So <laughs> if that's the case, why does a sugar craving sometimes feel like a compulsion? Yeah. You, you've ever felt that way? Uh, I know I have. Yeah. So here's the problem. Well, Sugar is everywhere today. Right. It's not hard to find. It's no, in everything. Everything. But at the at prehistoric times, it was kind of scarce. Mm. It was hard to find. And because naturally sugary foods like fruits are such an efficient source of calories, the survival-oriented ancestors' brains, be, you know, they kind of came to crave this chemical. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are today. So I, we blame them. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's always, it's always mom's fault, right? So go back about what? you know, a thousand, 10,000 moms. And right. it's always moms. <laughs> Today we have yet to evolve past this, unfortunately. And this, um, you know, this many of our ancestors spent their ancestors spent their entire days engaged in ongoing physical activity as mm -hmm. well. And that is something that we don't do right. nearly as much mm -hmm. these days. For the most part, our typical <laughs> modern lifestyle is very different from that. Yes. So our bodies aren't processing the sugar consumption. So we, it's stacked against us. Yeah. Like our brain tells us that we need it. <laughs> Our body tells us that we need it. 
we eat three times more of it than we need, and then we don't burn it off. Right. <laughs> right. So the question, how does sugar affect your brain? I think is a fair question. And, and this part of it, this part explains a lot. Albertson, uh, she reveals that when we eat something that is sweet, it activates our brain's reward system. The feel good neurotransmitter, we call it dopamine. You're mm-hmm. familiar with that. Mm-hmm. You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. It gives us a short term high signaling that what we just experienced was positive which reinforces our desire to do it again, right? But here's the irony. So even as the brain seeks more and more sugar with that dopamine Mm -hmm. hit, excessive amounts start to reduce the brain's neuroplasticity. Oh, So it's like a no-win situation, right? So this is according to a 2019 research that that, that is found in neuroscience and behavioral reviews. This means that your sweet tooth may diminish your brain's capacity for tasks like learning and memory formation. So here's the good news. There is some good news. I was going to say, please. (laughs) It's not the good news you probably want (laughs) to hear. Probably not. But that is that the learning and memory problems and the cognitive deficits associated with a high sugar diet are reversible. Oh, they are reversible. According to a study published in Appetite, the key is to reduce your sugar intake (laughs) And turn to foods with a low glycemic index like healthy carbs. I know none of us want to hear this, no. but it's the truth. It's still the truth. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this, this choice may also help you look on the bright side. A 2017 public health study at the University College of London found that reducing dietary sugar appears to improve mental health. The researchers reported that lower intake of sugar may be associated with better psychological health. So. Hmm. The long and short of it is, Lil, we just got to cut back on our right, sugar, right? To just Not, one time. To, to just one time of what we need, right. which is a lot less than what all of us like, are getting. So yeah. anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry, but it's yeah. it's truth. We Good just, thing we won't shoot we the messenger. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Lil, today's guest yes. is a six-year athlete at the mm. Huntsman World Senior Games. It's also worth noting that Alan Hammerand has already registered for the 2022 games Ooh. in his sport of choice, which happens to be table tennis. Oh, very nice. Alan, welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. Yeah, we appreciate you taking some yeah. time to visit with us. Um, have I convinced you to cut back on your sugar or are you? have you already done that? Oh, no, I, I definitely need to cut back. And, <laughs> Alan, we peanut all. Peanut M&Ms are my, are my uh, shortcoming. That's your kryptonite, huh? Peanut M&Ms. <laughs> Yep. I I tell you what, I enjoy a good peanut M&M. I, I enjoy a plain M&M. I enjoy a peanut butter M&M. I enjoy an almond M&M. I, you, you name it. I'll enjoy it. So anyway, we're glad that you're here with us. Yes, we are. Um, looking forward to seeing you here in October yeah. as well. Very excited to be coming back again. Now you've, you've been to the game six times so far. Tell us a little bit about how you found the games. Well, I, uh, I used to be a, what I'd call a recreational table tennis player. And after I retired, I started uh, playing with a senior table tennis group in Camarillo. And I met a friend through that group uh, who lives up in Santa Barbara. Her name is Judy Semenza. And Judy's been playing for many, many, many years at Huntsman. Yeah. And she mentioned it to me. And it sounded like a really fun thing. And since I was retired, I thought, I'm going to try this out. And so... Six years ago, I said, you know what, let's, let's give this a thing, give it a run. I, I registered and, and went and discovered your wonderful uh, competition that you guys put on in uh, St. George. Well, that's awesome. We, we, yeah. uh, so many of our athletes 
end up coming by invitation yes. from another friend. Mm-hmm. So your story is is somewhat typical, but also awesome. We, we love that people are willing to yeah. kind of spread the word and talk to their friends and invite them to come along. So, so six years ago was your first year. Tell us a little bit about that first year experience. So I had, you know, a little bit of an idea of what to expect from talking to Judy. Yeah. But, you know, prior to that, I had only played in small local tournaments, you know, 20 or 30 players. So I remember walking in to register and like, oh, my gosh, this huge venue. And then walked over to check out the table tennis room. And here's all these tables lined up. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is a whole, whole different thing than what I've done before. And it was a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a, a practice session the first afternoon, um, uh, Sunday of registration. I thought it would be good for me to go over and, and hit a little bit. So I, I walked in with my mud paddle and looked around and there's people, you know, warming up and playing. And I saw a guy standing over by the side and I said, Hey, would you, would you mind hitting a little bit? He said, sure. I'd, I'd love to. And his, his name was Mark Fondas. He lives in the Bahamas and he's okay. been coming to a huntsman for many, many years. Very nice guy. Yeah. Gave me a really nice, you know, orientation to how things worked, what to expect. And uh, you helped me get warmed up. And it was just, a, it was a great, a great start to the experience for me. That is, yeah. that is awesome. And, and I will say, um, you know, our table tennis event is it's not the biggest in the world by any means, but it is a fun event, it, but it is a pretty big event. And you walk in to the Dixie Convention Center where we host table yeah. tennis, which is the same place, as you mentioned, Alan, where you check in for the event. And um, it's a pretty cool site. You know, yeah. you walk in there, you see all those tables, 20 plus tables that are spread out over you know, a bunch of sports court mm-hmm. and everybody's practicing and there's just all this motion and activity going on and kind of a fun experience. But yeah, I can see how first time there, it might've felt a little <laughs> intimidating. Yes. And, very, very much so. Yes. And, you know, we have different skill levels and different, you know, ways to, to play table tennis, doubles and mixed doubles and all those kinds of things. But uh, to step in there and experience that for the first time, that's gotta, it's gotta be kind of exciting uh, even though there's a, that little bit of butterflies that we all feel, right? <laughs> well, and I was fortunate because my wife came with me, and so I had somebody there on the sideline cheering for me and supporting hey, that me. Makes a difference. It's been really nice to have her there, and uh, you know, both the support and the cheerleader and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love how you just walked—you walked in and you were able to make a connection immediately with one of our athletes. Man, we just we hear this so often mm-hmm. from our athletes of how the competition is why we come. But then we come back because of those friendships and those that camaraderie and those relationships uh, that we build. Um, talk about that aspect. Have you been able to make friends over the years at the games, the last six years or so that you've competed? I, I've made a lot of friends. And every year, you know, you walk in and you look for the people you met in previous years. And I, I've made friends with people all over the world. There's a couple from Rhode Island that come out every year that I, I good friends with them. My first men's doubles partner was Pocatello, Idaho, where my <laughs> sister lives. And, and so we had some shared commonalities there with him. There's you know, people from the uh, wonderful guy, Hanak Markscheid, that comes out from Israel. Yeah. And yeah. Nicest man, much, much better player than myself. Um, <laughs> very, it's just so many people. And just an example, I mean, this past year, um, my, my doubles partner, mixed doubles partner, and I were sitting on the side and, and uh, Markside came by and, and we had talked to him earlier and, and he brought us little welcome gifts from Israel. Aww. And it was just the, the coolest thing. And, and there's just so many experiences like that. And 
um, play. And, you know, I'm a mid-level at best player and working on getting better like everybody else. But I've also gotten lots of support from people giving me tips and, hey, why don't you try this? Or, you know, just, you know, trust your shots and people just coming up and, and giving you support, giving you guidance um, and just and just, hey, glad to see you back again. And uh, it's, it's just, it's a very wonderful experience. That is yeah. awesome. I know ha- Hanuk and he, he is one of the nicest guys yeah. and he's a very, very good table tennis player. <laughs> he comes over, he, his plan is to come over every other year. It's hard to get over every year from Israel, but he comes and plays and just a great guy. In fact, in our recently released timeout magazine, we have just a little short feature oh. on him and uh, some of his experiences as mm-hmm. a table tennis player. I- I'm wondering, Alan, just speaking of table tennis as a whole, how did you get into competitive table tennis? Is it something you picked up as a youth or something you came into later on in life? No. Well, I mean, I've played recreationally my whole life, but I really didn't get into competitive playing until I retired. And then I joined the, this senior group out in Camarillo and they would put on tournaments and there was a similar group up in Santa Barbara, which is just North of here. And they would put on tournaments. So I started playing in some of those small local tournaments and that sort of and you realize how I had so much more improvement to, to make. You think you're good until you, you go to a tournament and you find out, oh, my gosh, these people are so much better than me. And so then it becomes, okay, how can I get better? And you start working on your game. And, yeah. and really, playing in tournaments is the way to get better. I mean, yeah. you know, until you start doing that, you, you're not going to really advance. And it kind of shows you things to work on. And you come back and work on those things. And, and then, you know, if you play in doubles, you work on double strategies. If you're working in singles and you work on those strategies and it shows you what you have to work on and always gives you something to strive for yeah. because there's just always so many people that are at levels above yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and in table tennis, it feels like that that is, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to see that there are those levels, you know? I am not a table tennis player. In fact, I'm not even sure I'm a ping pong player, to tell you the truth. I, I struggle to get the P-I-N-G to see who serves, you know. But maybe we'll just do pin instead of ping, you know. That's, that's where I am at. But um, I had a friend, Alan, it's funny you mentioned that. I had a friend who felt like he was a pretty good player. And, you know, he was recreationally, he was kind of beating his family and stuff. And and he had gone to a boarding school where they had a, a table tennis table. And so he, you know, he felt like he was pretty good. <laughs> and at a previous event where I used to work the Utah summer games, I kept, I worked on it for a couple of years. I'm like, you, you're a player, come on out and play, you know, just sign up. It'll be fun. It's easy. Sign up. And he finally did. He finally did after a couple of years. And I went over there to cheer him on, you know, as a friend. <laughs> and I, he was pretty downhearted when I saw him. He didn't want to talk very much. I went over, I talked to our table tennis director and he's like, Kyle, I'm doing the best I can, but I can't find anybody bad enough for him to play. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that, was, that was a very humbling experience for him. But, um, but you're so right. You know, the way that you get better in anything, table tennis right. included, is by practicing mm-hmm. and by putting yourself out there, by getting outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's, the, that's the fun of it, especially, Alan, as you mentioned, in a senior sports setting where, of course, we all want to play our best and we want to win. I mean, that's, that's why you play. But there's so much camaraderie and friendship and support. And, you know, even your competitor is going to cheer you on oftentimes. And it makes a difference in, yeah. in your desire to, to come back and get better because, you know, it's not this cutthroat, I'm out to get you kind of a thing, right? 
Yeah, there, there's there's really great camaraderie and people are very supportive. And even the people you're playing against, everybody gets together after the match and says, hey, great match. And yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget a, a few years back, my mixed doubles partner and I, Amy Akashi, we had played, um, we had really done well in our, in our doubles rounds and better probably than we we should have done. <laughs> we ended up playing for a medal against the, the top rated team. And we were so far outmatched by them, but I don't know. We just kind of had this, we had nothing to lose approach. Just and, go for it. And we started doing well and the match was close. And, and I started looking around. There's all these people gathering because this was like, <laughs> they, everybody knew the other two players and nobody knew us. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we ended up losing the match in a very close finale. And, Every year now, one of the players comes up to me and says, "Remember when you lost that? You almost beat those guys." <laughs> like, yeah, I remember. An amazing experience. Yeah, it was really fun. No, that is fun. That is fun. But even yeah. even though you didn't win that match, you've won medals at the World Senior Games. Talk about what that feeling is like when you are successful in your endeavor. It, it's it's a really really good feeling um, because you know how many good players they are. You know how hard it is to get a medal. So when you get one, it, it's, it's a very special feeling. And um, it just comes with a lot of pride, a lot of sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, most of my medals are in doubles because I'm a better doubles player than singles player because I play way more doubles than singles. Yeah. So it means you and your partner got together and, and were able to, to work well together. So there's a teamwork aspect to that and the – the whole, you know, supporting each other and strategizing and, and all those things that go into it. But yeah, winning, winning a medal at Huntsman is, is, is a great accomplishment. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes. And we, we hope that people feel that way. Uh, that's the experience that we want for them to have. And then of course, we also want to try to create a scenario where you have a chance, you know, and yeah. I think table tennis does a great job of that. We've got the different ratings and you know, there's just, there's just a wide variety of different ways to compete and be a part of the table tennis event. Now, Alan, you said that you, you were invited to come and compete at the World Senior Games. That's how you got here the first time is, is through an invitation. Uh, is that something that you've continued to do? Have you paid it forward and, and been able to bring friends with you from, from your table tennis club? Absolutely. I, I came back and I mean, I would, matter of fact, every year I would send progress reports to the people back <laughs> at the club. And, you know, they would say that we had a, you know, a group email thing. They'd send them out. Oh, Alan did this round did that. And, and uh, so I'd kept them all apprised of what was going on. And if I meddled, I'd send a picture back. And uh, so they all, they all knew about it. And then I'd come back and they'd all ask me about the experience. And, you know, some people, Oh, it sounds really exciting, but I'm not sure I can do it. But pretty soon some people said, I'd like to try that out. So I said, okay, here's what you do. And there's now a pretty good sized group of people that come from this area. There's a, another group that comes, Judy being up in Santa Barbara has kind of gotten a group of her people together and a lot of times we'll stay in the same hotels. And so you come down to breakfast and there's your other local players and everybody's sharing notes on how they've done. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun to, uh, and we've got another good group coming back this year that are, we're all discussing plans right now about who's going to pair up with who for, for doubles oh, matches and who's that. staying where. So we've got a nice, nice sized group that's going to be attending again this year. That's awesome. I, yeah, I love it, it on every level. I love that you're that you come here and you get the opportunity to make new friends. Yes. Because you're introduced to people from all around the country, all around the world that you maybe would never have had an opportunity to meet. But yet at the same time, it's nice to have kind of a cheering yes. crowd of people that you know and you know, you can strengthen friendships 
that you that already exist right. as well. I love that. Very true. We all try and you know keep track of who's playing when. So if we have a gap in our schedule that we can go over and, and you know cheer on one of our other local players yeah. and, and help them out. And the same for people that I've met from all over the world. If I get a chance to to sit at one of their matches and watch them play and cheer them on, it's fun to do. Yeah, that's awesome. That is. Now, one of the great things that kind of sets the Huntsman World Senior Games apart from you know some, some typical uh, maybe a, a table tennis event is the whole uh, Olympic style aspect of a multi-sport event. There's it's more than just one thing; it's a collection of everything together. And we do a lot of things outside of the sporting events, including our opening ceremonies. Um, you've had a chance to attend the opening ceremonies and kind of had a unique experience. Why don't you talk a little bit about? you know, that, that experience at the opening ceremonies. I, I remember going to my first opening ceremonies the first year, and it was the same sort of feeling as when I walked into Dixie Center, and, <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, look look at all these people, and look at what's all going on, and then walking into that football stadium and seeing all these people, and and hearing you know who was going to be on the agenda for the for the program, and you know high level dignitaries, and all the flag wa- waivers, and, and just <laughs> so many cool aspects to it, but I think it was probably my second year, you know, we were all forming up to walk in and somebody walked up to me and said, Hey, would you like to carry the the banner for table tennis? I'm like, I, I'm just, you know, I, nobody would mean. Said, well, no, I think it'd be great. And besides you're tall. And so more people will be able to see it. And I just said, well, I'd, I'd be glad to do it if no one else. Did. They said, no, here you go. And so they gave me the flag. And, and so on, on two occasions, I've been the flag bearer for, for table tennis and, it was just kind of a really special thing to be walking at the front of the group holding the flag. That is fun. That is. Um, you know, just for those who haven't been to the ceremonies at the Olympics, they're able to walk people in by countries. Mm-hmm. And um, because our event is just spread out and it's just, it's, it's Olympic like, but it's just right. a little bit different. We have people come in by their sports. Yeah. And uh, there is something kind of special about being asked to represent yeah. by holding the flag of that sport as uh, they, you know, walk into the arena and just the ceremonies itself, there is just a special feeling about that. Uh, for those who have been there, they know that you've felt it before. If you haven't had a chance to go, we really invite you to come yeah. and be a part of it because um, it, it is kind of a, well, it's not a kind of, it's a very special fun it night is. that really focuses in on our mission of fostering worldwide peace, health, and friendship. And we're glad that you've been able to kind of play, uh, I think, a pivotal role yeah. in that parade of athletes as people come into the stadium. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, I feel really fortunate about the experiences that I've had because it, it's all, it's been so positive and just a really, really special thing to do. Yeah. Well, Alan, we're we're excited that you have been excited. We we love that we've been able to be a small part of your yeah. life, and we hope that that continues for many years to come. Uh, as I said, you've already registered for this year's games, and so thanks <laughs> for that. And it's our 35th anniversary year, so yeah. we're excited. Uh-huh. We're doing some fun things to celebrate and look forward to having just a great time and uh, love that you're inviting your friends and uh, that you're able to come and and just experience what we want as the Huntsman right. World Senior Games experience. So thank you for being yes, a part of it. Thank Emma. you. Thank you so much for all that you do to support the Huntsman Games because it's, <laughs> it's a great experience for anybody that, that comes and does it. Ton, yeah. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, our time is up, but uh, we look forward to seeing you in October and wish yeah. you the very best in your mixed doubles, your doubles, and your, your singles competitions. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you'll add a few more medals to your collection. Thank you so much. I, I hope so too. Yeah. 
Awesome. That, that's fun stuff. That is fun. Yeah. The, these table tennis players are amazing and there really is a, a high level oh, yeah. of competition. I know I've brought people over to come and watch and, and, you know, again, like if you're used to playing the P I N G <laughs> to see who goes first, this is a whole different right. ball game that's going on. You know, on. I actually watched it this last year for yeah. the first time and I was it amazed. Blows you away. Yes. Yeah, lots of fun. So, yeah. so as Alan said, to win a medal is not easy to right. do. So congratulations to him. That's yeah, fantastic. Just to wrap us up here, a couple of things, a reminder that registration, of course, is open. Yep. Uh, all the information that you need to know is right there at seniorgames.net. Mm-hmm. That includes the dates, the schedule the rules and then there's also a lot of other active aging information on our website so check that out once again seniorgames.net we mentioned it already i'm going to say it again we're going to say it a bunch it's our 35th anniversary year it is one of the ways that we're going to celebrate all throughout the registration period is we're going to give away 35 registration fee waivers so we want to invite everybody to make sure that they are following us on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on social media. Make sure that when we send out emails that you open those up right? <laughs> because there will be opportunities to win registration fee waivers. We've already given away a number of them, yeah, we have. but we have more to go. Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, keep your eye peeled for that. Again, social media, Facebook, Instagram, at World Senior Games is where mm-hmm. you find us. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast. And of course, you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating, write a quick review. We appreciate that and it helps spread the word. And then you can find this as well as previous shows also on our website at seniorgames.net. Today's inspirational thought, Lil. Okay. It comes from Herm Albright, and he says, A positive attitude won't solve all your problems, but it will annoy enough people to make it worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Until next Thursday, stay active. (laughs) 